assembled Vaishnavas, Hare Krishna. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of The Haven, which is located in Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We get this very stiff breeze, as you can ask Gora uh, Hari about it, he's going out every day into it. It's a very stiff breeze, but the air is clean here, it's very good for the health. So there you have it. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatan Goswami tells it like it is. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life air, of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchitakara hanamun chagadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please, Never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So Yesterday we skipped one day uh, in deference to the Ram Namami uh, festivals going on all over the world. Um, we were just about to reach a very, uh, how to call it, dramatic <laughs> moment when uh, these dacoits are, are preparing to offer Jadbrat to the Kali Durgas, Dur, Durga deity. We've reached the ninth chapter of the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the supreme character of Jadbrat, beginning with text 18. Intolerant of the offenses committed, the infuriated goddess Kali flashed her eyes and displayed her fierce, curved teeth. Her reddish eyes glowed and she displayed her fearsome features. She assumed a frightening body as if she were prepared to destroy the entire creation. Leaping violently from the altar, she immediately decapitated all the rogues and thieves 
with the very sword with which they had intended to kill Judd Bharat. She then began to drink the hot blood that flowed from the necks of the beheaded rogues and thieves, as if this blood were liquor. Indeed, she drank this intoxicant with her associates, who were witches and female demons. Becoming intoxicated with this blood, they all began to sing very loudly <laughs> and dance as though prepared to annihilate the entire universe. At the same time, they began to play with the heads of the rogues and thieves, tossing them about as if they were balls. Hare Krishna. Purport. It is evident from this verse that the devotees of Goddess Kali are not at all favored by her. It is Goddess Kali's work to kill and punish demon, the demons. Goddess Kali, Durga, engages in decapitating many demons, dacoits, and other unwanted elements in society. Neglecting Krishna consciousness, people, foolish people try to satisfy the goddess by offering her many abominable things. But ultimately, when there is a little discrepancy in this worship, the goddess punishes the worshipper by taking his life. Demoniac people worship goddess Kali to obtain some material benefit, but they are not excused of the sins performed in the name of worship. To sacrifice a man or animal before the deity is specifically forbidden. Text 19 When an envious person commits an offense before a great personality, he is always punished in the way mentioned above. Text 20 Shukadeva Goswami then said to Maharaj Parikshit, O Vishnu Datta, those who already know that the soul is separate from the body, who are liberated from the invincible knot in the heart, who are always engaged in welfare activities for all living entities, and who never contemplate harming anyone, are always protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead who carries his disc, the Sudarshan Chakra, and acts as supreme time to kill the demons and protect his devotees. The devotees always take shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord. Therefore, at all times, even if threatened by decapitation, they, remained, they remain unagitated. For them, this is not at all wonderful. Purport. <clears throat> These are some of the great qualities of a pure devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. First, a devotee is firmly convinced of his spiritual identity. He never identifies with the body. He is firmly convinced that the spirit soul is different from the body. Consequently, he fears nothing. Even though his life may be threatened, he is not at all afraid. He does not even treat an enemy like an enemy. Such are the qualifications of devotees. Devotees are always dependent on the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Lord is always eager to give them all protection in all circumstances. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, ninth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Supreme Character of Jud Bharat. Hare Krishna, very short chapter, only ten verses. All glories to Jad Bharat, who's so dear to the Lord, so dear to the goddess Durga, and any sane, reasonable person. 
Hare Krishna. Chapter 10 The discussion between Jud Bharat and Maharaj Rahugana. In this chapter, Bharat Maharaj, now Jud Bharat, was successfully accepted by King Rahugana, ruler of the states known as Sindhu and Suvira. The king forced Jud Bharat to carry his palanquin and chastised him because he did not carry it properly. A carrier of King Rahugana's palanquin was needed, and to fulfill this need, the chief carriers found Jud Bharat as the most likely person to do the work. He was therefore forced to carry the palanquin. Jud Bharat, however, did not protest this proud order, but humbly accepted the job and carried the palanquin. While carrying it, however, he was very careful to see that he did not step on an ant. And whenever he saw one, he would stop until the ant had passed. <laughs> because of this, he could not keep pace with the other carriers. The king within the palanquin was, was, became very disturbed and chastised Jud Bharat with filthy language. But Jud Bharat, being completely freed from the bodily conception, did not protest. He proceeded carrying the palanquin. When he continued as before, the king threatened him with punishment. And being threatened by the king, Jud Bharat, Jud Bharat began to talk. He protested against the filthy language used by the king when the king chastised him and the king, hearing the instructions of Jud Bharat, was awakened to his real knowledge. When he came to his consciousness, he understood that he had offended a great, learned, and saintly person. At that time, he very humbly and respectfully prayed to Jud Bharat. He now wanted to understand the deep meaning of the philosophical words used by Jud Bharat and with great sincerity, he begged his pardon. He admitted that if one offends the lotus feet of a pure devotee, he is certainly punished by the trident of Lord Shiva. Text 1 Shukadev Goswami continued, My dear king, after this, King Rahugana, ruler of the states known as Sindhu and Sovira, was going to Kapila Ashram. When the king's chief, chief palanquin carriers reached the banks of the river Ikshumati, they needed another carrier. Therefore, they began searching for someone and by chance they came upon Jad Bharat. They considered the fact that Jud Bharat was very young and strong and had firm limbs. Like cows and asses, he was quite fit to carry loads. Thinking in this way, although the great soul, Jud Bharat, was unfit for such work, they nonetheless unhesitatingly forced him to carry the palanquin. Text 2 The palanquin, however, was very erratically carried by Jud Bharat due to his sense of nonviolence. As he stepped forward, he checked before him every three feet to see whether he was about to step on ants. Consequently, he could not keep pace with the other carriers. Due to this, the palanquin was shaking, and King Rahugana immediately asked the carriers, why are you carrying this palanquin unevenly? Better carry it properly. Purport. Although Jud Bharat was forced to carry the palanquin, he did not give up his sympathetic feelings toward the poor ants passing on the road. A devotee of the Lord does not forget his devotional service and other favorable activities, even 
when he in, even when he is in a most distressful condition. Jad Bharat was a qualified Brahmana, highly elevated in spiritual knowledge, yet he was forced to carry the palanquin. He did not, he did not mind this, but while walking on the road, he could not forget his duty to avoid killing even an ant. A Vaishnava is never envious or unnecessarily violent. There were many ants on the path, but Jad Bharat took care by looking ahead three feet. When the ants were no longer in his way, he would place his foot on the ground. A Vaishnava is always kind at heart to all living entities. In his Sankhya Yoga, Lord Kapiladev explains Suridat Sarvadehinam. Living entities assume different bodily forms. Those who are not Vaishnavas consider only human society worthy of their sympathy. But Krishna claims to be the Supreme Father of all life forms. Consequently, the Vaishnava takes care not to annihilate untimely or unnecessarily any life form. All living entities have to fulfill a certain duration for being encaged in a particular type of material body. They have to finish the duration allotted a particular body before being promoted or evolved to another body. Killing an animal or any other living being simply places an impediment in the way of his completing his term of imprisonment in a certain body. One should therefore not kill bodies for one's sense gratification, for this will implicate one in sinful activity. Text 3 <clears throat> When the palanquin carriers heard the threatening words of Maharaj Rahugana, they became very afraid of his punishment and began to speak to him as follows. Purport According to political science, a king sometimes tries to pacify his subordinates, sometimes chastises them, sometimes divides them, and sometimes rewards them. In this way, the, the king rules his subordinates. The bearers of the palanquin could understand that the king was angry and that he would chastise them. Text 4 O Lord, please note that we are not at all negligent in discharging our duties. We have been faithfully carrying this palanquin according to your desire. But this man who has been recently engaged to work with us cannot walk very swiftly. Therefore, we are not able to carry the palanquin with him. Purport The other palanquin carriers were Shudras, whereas Jad Bharat was not only a high caste brahmana, but also a great devotee. Shudras do not sympathize with other living beings, but a Vaishnava cannot act like a Shudra. Whenever a Shudra and a Brahmana Vaishnava are combined, there will certainly be imbalance in the execution of duties. The Shudras were walking with the palanquin without at all caring for, caring for the ants on the ground. But Jad Bharat could not act like a Shudra, and therefore difficulty arose. Text 5 King Rahugana could understand the speeches given by the carriers who were afraid of being punished. He could also understand that simply due to the fault of one person, the palanquin was not being carried properly. Knowing this perfectly well and hearing their appeal, he became a little angry, although he was very advanced in political science and was very experienced. His anger arose due to his inborn nature as a king. Actually, King Rahugana's mind was covered by the motive passion, and he therefore spoke as follows to Jad Bharat, whose Brahman effulgence 
was not clearly visible, being covered like a fire, covered by ashes. Purport The distinction between Rajoguna and Sattvaguna is explained in this verse. Although the king was very upright and advanced in political science and governmental management, he was nonetheless in the mode of passion. And therefore, due to a slight agitation, he became angry. Jad Bharat, despite all kinds of injustice endured because of his deaf and dumb display, remained silent by the strength of his spiritual advancement. Nonetheless, his Brahmateja, his Brahman effulgence, was indistinctly visible in his person. Text 6. King Rahuganath told Jed Bart, How troublesome this is, my dear brother. You certainly appear very fatigued because you have carried this palanquin alone without assistance for a long time and for a long distance. Besides that, due to your old age, you will become greatly troubled. My dear friend, I see that you are not very firm nor very stout and strong, strong and stout. Aren't your fellow carriers cooperating with you? In this way, the king criticized Jad Bharat with sarcastic words. Yet despite being criticized in this way, Jad Bharat had no bodily conception of the situation. He knew that he was not the body, for he had attained his spiritual identity. He was neither fat, lean, nor thin, nor had he anything to do with a lump of matter, a combination of the five gross and three subtle elements. He had nothing to do with the material body and its two hands and legs. In other words, he had completely realized his spiritual identity, Aham Brahmasmi. He was therefore unaffected by this sarcastic criticism from the king. Without saying anything, he continued carrying the palanquin as before. Purport Jad Bharat was completely liberated. He did not even care when the dacoits attempted to kill his body. He knew that he certainly was not the body. Even as the body were killed, he would not have cared, for he was thoroughly convinced of the proposition found in Bhagavad Gita 2.20 Nahanyate Hanyamane Sharide He knew that he could not be killed even if his body were killed. Although he did not protest, the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his agent could not tolerate the injustice of the dacoits. There, therefore he was saved by the mercy of Krishna and the dacoits were killed. In this case, while carrying the palanquin, he also knew that he was not the body. His body was very strong and stout, in sound condition and quite competent to carry the palanquin. Due to his being freed from the bodily conception, the sarcastic words of the king did not, did not at all affect him. The body is created according to one's karma and material nature supplies the ingredients for the development of a certain type of body. The soul the body covers is different from the bodily construction. Therefore, anything favorable or mischievous done to the body does not affect the spirit soul. The Vedic injunction is Asango Yayam Purusha. The spirit soul is always unaffected by material arrangements. Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 7. Thereafter, when the king saw that his palanquin was still being shaken by the carriers, he became very angry and said, You rascal, what are you doing? Are you dead 
despite the life within your body? Do you not know that I am your master? You are disregarding me and are not carrying out my order. For this disobedience, I shall now punish you, just as Yamaraj, the superintendent of death, punishes sinful people. I shall give you proper treatment so that you will come to your senses and do the correct thing. Text 8. Thinking himself a king, King Rahugana was in the bodily conception and was influenced by material nature's modes of passion and ignorance. Due to madness, he chastised Jad Bharat with uncalled for and contradictory words. Jad Bharat was a topmost devotee and the dear abode of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Although the king considered himself very learned, he did not know about the position of an advanced devotee situated in devotional service, nor did he know his characteristics. Jad Bharat was the residence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He always carried the form of the Lord within his heart. He was the dear friend of all living beings, and he did not entertain any bodily conception. He therefore smiled and spoke the following words. Purport The distinction between a person in the bodily conception and a person beyond the bodily conception is presented in this verse. In the bodily conception, King Rahugana considered himself a king and chastised Jadbarad in so many unwanted ways. Being self-realized, Jad Bharat, who was fully situated on the transcendental platform, did not at all become angry. Instead, he smiled and began to deliver his teachings to King Rahugana. A highly advanced Vaishnava devotee is a friend to all living entities, and consequently, he is a friend to his enemies also. In fact, he does not consider anyone to be his enemy. Suridak Savridehinam. Sometimes a Vaishnava becomes superficially angry at a non devotee. But this is good for the non devotee. We have several examples of this in Vedic literature. Once Narada became angry with the two sons of Kuvera, Nalakuvara and Manigriva, and he chastised them by turning them into trees. The result was that later they were liberated by Lord Sri Krishna. The devotee is situated on the absolute platform, and when he is angry or pleased, there is no difference, for, it, for in either case he bestows his benediction. Text 9 The great Brahmana, Jad Bharat, said, My dear king and hero, whatever you have spoken sarcastically is certainly true. Actually, these are not simply words of chastisement, for the body is the carrier. The load carried by the body does not belong to me for I am the spirit soul. There is no contradiction in your statements because I am different from the body. I am not the carrier of the palanquin. The body is the carrier. Certainly, as you have hinted, I have not labored carrying the palanquin for I am detached from the body. You have said that I am not stout and strong and these words are befitting a person who does not know the distinction between the body and the soul. The body may be fat or thin, but no learned man would say such things of the spirit soul. As far as the spirit soul is concerned, I am neither fat nor skinny. Therefore you are correct when you say that I am not very stout. <laughs> also, if the object of this journey and the path leading there were mine, there would be many troubles for me. 
but because they relate not to me, but to my body, there is no trouble at all. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita it is stated that one who has advanced in spiritual knowledge is not disturbed by the pains and pleasures of the material body. The material body is completely separate from the spirit soul and the pains and pleasures of the body are superfluous. The practice of austerity and penance is meant for understanding the distinction between the body and the soul and how the soul can be unaffected by the pleasures and pains of the body. Jad Bharat was actually situated on the platform of self-realization. He was completely aloof from the bodily conception. Therefore, he immediately took this position and convinced the king that whatever contradictory things the king had said about his body did not actually apply to him as a spirit soul. Text 10. Fatness, thinness, bodily and mental distress, thirst, hunger, fear, disagreement, desires for material happiness, old age, sleep, attachment for material possessions, anger, lamentation, illusion, and identification of the body with the self are all transformations of the material covering of the spirit soul. A person absorbed in the material bodily conception is affected by these things. But I am free from all bodily conceptions. Consequently, I am neither fat nor skinny nor anything else you have mentioned. Purport Srila Naratam Das Thakur has sung Deha Smriti Nahiyar Sangsara Bandana Kahantar one who is spiritually advanced has no connection with the body or with the bodily actions and reactions. When one comes to understand that he is not the body and therefore is neither fat nor skinny, one attains the topmost form of spiritual realization. When one is not spiritually realized, the bodily conception entangles one in the material world. At the present moment, all human society is laboring under the bodily conception. Therefore, in the Shastras, people in this age, therefore, in the Shastras, people in this age are referring, referred to as Dvipada Pashu, two-legged animals. No one can be happy in a civilization conducted by such animals. Our Krishna consciousness movement is trying to raise fallen human society to the status of spiritual understanding. It is not possible for everyone to become immediately self-realized like Jad Bharat. However, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.18 Nastra Prayusha Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. By spreading the Bhagavata principles, we can raise human society to the platform of perfection. When one is not affected by the bodily conceptions, one can advance to the Lord's devotional service. Nashta Praye Shabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Bhagavat Dutama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. The more we advance our freedom from the bodily conception, the more we are fixed in devotional service, and the more we are happy and peaceful. In this regard, Srila Madhvacharya says that those who are too materially affected continue the bodily conception. Such persons are concerned with different bodily symptoms, whereas one freed from bodily conceptions lives 
without the body, even in the material condition. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 11. My dear King, you have unnecessarily accused me of being dead though alive. In this regard, I can only say that this is the case everywhere because everything material has its beginning and end. As far as you are thinking that you are the king and master and thus are trying to order me, this is also incorrect because these positions are temporary. Today you are a king and I am your servant, but tomorrow the position may be changed and you may be my servant and I your master. These are temporary circumstances created by providence. Purport The bodily conception is the basic principle of suffering in material existence. In Kali Yuga, especially, people are so uneducated that they cannot even understand that the body is changing at every moment and that the ultimate change is called death. In this life, one may be a king, and in the next life, one may be a dog, according to karma. The spirit soul is in a deep slumber caused by the force of material nature. He is put in one type of condition and again changed into another type. Without self-realization and knowledge, conditional life continues, and one falsely claims himself a king, a servant, a cat, or a dog. These are simply different transformations brought about by the supreme arrangement. One should not be misled by such temporary bodily conceptions. Actually, no one is master within the material world, for everyone is under the control of material nature, which is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the ultimate master. As explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ekale Ishwara Krishna Arda Sabha Ritya C.C. Adi 5.142 The only master is Krishna and everyone else is his servant. Forgetfulness of our relationship with the Supreme Lord brings about our suffering in the material world. Text 12 My dear King, if you still think that you are a king and that I am your servant, you should order me and I should follow your order. I can say then I, I can then say that this differentiation is temporary and it expands only from usage or convention. I do not see any other cause. In that case, who is the master and who is the servant? Everyone is being forced by the laws of material nature. Therefore, no one is master and no one is servant. Nonetheless, if you think that you are the master and that I am the servant, I shall accept this. Please order me. What can I do for you? Jagbar ki jai. Purport. It is said in Srimad Bhagavatam, Aham Mameti, one thinks, I am this body, and in this bodily relationship, he is my master, he is my servant, she is my wife, and he is my son. All these conceptions are temporary due to the inevitable change of body and the arrangement of material nature. We are gathered together like straws floating in the waves of an ocean, Straws that are inevitably separated by the laws of the waves. In this material world, everyone is floating on the waves of the ocean of nations. As described by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Miche Mayar Vashe, Yachcha Beshe, Kachcha Habu Dubu Bhai, Jeev Krishnadas, E Vishwas, 
Karle Tar Druga Nai. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur states that all men and women are floating like straws on the waves of material nature. If they come to the understanding that they are eternal servants of Krishna, they will put an end to this floating condition. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 337, Kama Esha, Krota Esha, Rajo Guna Samud Babaha. Due to the mode of passion, we desire many things, and according to our desire or anxiety, and according to the order of the Supreme Lord, material nature gives us a certain type of body. For some time, we play as master or servant, as actors play on the stage under someone else's direction. While we are in the human form, we should put an end to this nonsensical stage performance. We should come to our original constitutional position known as Krishna consciousness. At the present moment, the real master is material nature. Daivi yesha gunamayi mamamaya duratyaya Bhagavad Gita 7.14 Under the spell of material nature, we are becoming servants and masters. But if we agree to be controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His eternal servants, this temporary condition ceases to exist. And the next purport is? Okay, good. Text 13. My dear King, you have said, you rascal, you dull, crazy fellow, I am going to chastise you and then you will come to your senses. In this regard, let me say that although I live like a dull, deaf, and dumb man, I am actually a self-realized person. What will you gain by punishing me? If your calculation is true and I am a madman, then your punishment will be like beating a dead horse. There will be no effect. When a madman is punished, he is not cured of his madness. Purport Everyone in this material world is working like a madman under certain impressions falsely acquired in the material condition. For example, a thief who knows that stealing is not good and who knows that if it is followed, with punishment and who knows that it is followed with punishment by a king or by God who has seen the thieves who has seen that thieves are arrested and punished by the police nonetheless steals again and again I'll read that again I didn't read that clearly for example a thief who knows that stealing is not good and who knows that it is followed with punishment by a king or by God who has seen that thieves are arrested and punished by the police nonetheless steals again and again. He is obsessed with the idea that by stealing he will be happy. This is a sign of madness. Despite repeated punishment the thief cannot give up his stealing habit therefore the punishment is useless. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Jad Bharat ki jai. All right, that's 7.45, right on the dot. We'll stop here for tonight and start tomorrow, Krishna willing, at text 14. And mean, meanwhile, we'll humbly patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. First we have Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Bo. She says Hare Krishna Maharaj. And Hare Krishna to you. Brian Phillips. Hare Krishna Bhakti Brian. Yes, Hare Krishna Maharaj. I hope that you are well rested. 
So good to see you. Well, thank you very much. I'm not this body. Whatever happens to it is simply an arrangement of providence. Hare Krishna. Gopakanya Devidasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled sages. All glories to Srila Prabhupada in your daily reading service of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Jai Ho. Thank you so much. Then Maxine Bao. Yes, Maxine. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight and continuing to teach us to listen to the only thing worth hearing. It really is lovely. Question. Please could you give an insight into why Goddess Kali slash Durga's associates are witches and demons? Well, there always have to be leaders and followers. And those who are followers select their leaders according to their desires, according to what they think will be good for them, what they will accomplish, or what they will be, uh, be able to gain. And personalities like Lord Shiva and Parvati or Durga or Kali, uh, their duty is to give shelter to even lower class people. So therefore, the lower class people, they're very easy to uh, appease and they're very easily angered. So therefore, in certain circumstances, uh, when it's called for, uh, the personalities, the same thing happened in the Daksha Yagya. Remember? Lord Shiva was... Uh, blasphemed in public by Daksha, although he was very qualified materially, but he was very proud. And the followers of Lord Shiva are very protective of Lord Shiva, and therefore they wreak havoc <laughs> with, the, with the sacrificial arena and all the personalities who were absorbed in, uh, or were involved in that sacrificial arena. So this is the nature of the material world. It's always going on. There are two classes of men. They're divine and they're demoniac. And of course, within those two categories, there's unlimited numbers of divisions and categories. So, just like when Maharaj Prichit came upon uh, the personality of Kali, dressed as a king, even though he wasn't a king, and he was herding, you know, a cow and a bull who happened to be the earth personified and religion personified. And therefore the king drew out his sword and he said, you're not allowed to do this in my kingdom, so I'm going to kill you right now. But the personality of Kali, who was very smart, he, he fell down at the feet of the king and he begged, I want, I'm one of your citizens. So please, I need a place to live. So please give me shelter. And because the king was a great king, he gives shelter to everyone. Of course, he has also prison houses and places where criminals go to stay. And they don't get the same treatment as, as in a hotel or a fancy restaurant. So in this way, the material world is constructed in such a way as to facilitate the uh, material desires of everyone. And there's broad range, spectrum of personalities and what they like and what they dislike. And Durga is the one who's responsible for chastising the demons. And to do that, she has sometimes people who are like ghosts and witches and people like that to help her in that service. And it's for the benefit of those personalities because she is an exalted person. 
So when she kills, they get benefit. Even when Krishna sometimes kills a demon, the demon gets liberated. That's the story of the material world. Followers and leaders. And now there's practically no leaders, all followers, and it's creating havoc. I kind of rambled, Hare Krishna. Sorry. Now from Rati Manjri. Oh, Rati, Hare Krishna. Jai Uru Maharaj. Thank you for being there once again, doing the right thing, showing true love and care, taking us higher, taking us home. Hare Krishna. I am just a palanquin carrier of Prabhupada. Haribo. Now from Chema Rudder. Yes, Jemma. Nice to be in the, the haven again with you all, you and all the devotees, Guru Maharaj. How sweet the way you say, he didn't mind. All glories to Sri Maharaj Bharat. He's my hero. <laughs> Jai Srila Prabhupada Hare Krishna. Very nice, very nice realization and a nice conclusion to come to. What a nice personality to become your hero. This is real devotion, devotion, that the real leaders are the heroes. Hare Krishna. This is another from Rati. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Tonight, one jewel I heard was that Jed Bharat was the dear abode of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Oh, yes. It's interesting and inspiring to think of the body of a pure devotee not as a material object, but as the abode of the Lord. Who would imagine such a simple but profound thing, that our bodies are not us, but homes of the one Supreme Lord? This knowledge is truly revolutionary and supreme. Thank you very much for pointing that out, because this is the key to living in this material world peacefully, even in the, in, in the face of great difficulty. This is how we can actually treat all, all persons uh, equally, is if we understand and accept this truth and see through that knowledge. We, we, we might not be able to see the form of the Lord in everyone's heart. We may not be so advanced as to see that. But through the knowledge that Krishna is giving us, if we train our minds and our intelligence to see that, to see that every living being is a part of Krishna and therefore belongs to Krishna and therefore is dear to Krishna, then we will feel a level of affection for everyone that we couldn't feel before. This is the ultimate benefit or one, one of the benefits of uh, realizing that not the body. Thank you, Radhi. He says, I also loved how tonight Jed Bharat speaks his first words ever, and they are as deep as the ocean. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. A man may act however he acts, but as soon as he speaks, then you, you, re you can realize who he is. Sometimes pretenders hide behind silence and not say anything. But as soon as they speak, anyone who's a little intelligent can see who they are. Hare Krishna. Another one from Jemma Rudder. Yes, Jemma. Yes, so Goddess Durga and Lord Shiva, they still have lower lokas to rule. And is it a bit like the Buddha who came to trick the demons and they might get them closer for next birth? Is that right? Yes, possible. Anything's possible. And she says... And yes, Daksha cursed, cursed all the devotees of Lord Shiva at the sacrifice, didn't he? Ooh, that is a juicy tale with Virabhadra. All glories to Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> yeah, that story is meant to show us that even in the beginning of the universe, when there weren't that many uh, personalities, it was still filling up the universe. But still, that demoniac and and divine natures clash, you know, and there was cursing and counter-cursing. And now you look at the world, and that's all they're doing one another. 
cursing, counter cursing, fighting to, about this, fighting for that. This is my land. No, this is your land. Yes, very good. We can live peacefully in this world under any condition, you know, if we accept this basic philosophy that we're not the body. It is the first step towards spiritual perfection. Bhaktin Maxine again. Yes, Bhaktin Maxine. She says, thank you for explaining so clearly. Hari Bol. Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Now from Jai Shri Mataji. Hare Krishna Jai Shri. Hari Bol. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. So happy to hear this amazing pastime of Judge Bharat again. Pray that we can continue to hear this nectar again and again from you every day. Pray for your health and well-being always. Your servant Jai Shri Devi Das. Well, thank you so much Jai Shri. That means a lot to me. For those of you who don't know, Jai Shri is an oncologist. She's a doctor, recently retired, but she knows what she's talking about. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Jai Shri. Now from Daityari Hari. Yes, Daityari Hari Das. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I found it quite impressive that Judd Bharat was able to stop the king in his tracks <laughs> right at the point when he was about to beat him just by his beginning to speak to him. If an ordinary person tried to start speaking in the same way, you'd imagine the king would just ignore whatever was being said and go straight to the beating. I guess it demonstrates the influence he had by being a great personality. Yes, the quality of the sound of a person who is fixed in knowledge is very powerful and can change another person's heart. That's the benefit for becoming serious about devotional life and devotional service and dedicating our lives to repeat the teachings that we've gotten from Srila Prabhupada uh, to others. If we do this re regularly, systematically in our lives, then we, we assimilate, hear, explain, hear, explain, hear, explain. And in this way realizations come into the heart. And, those, and also as those realizations become deeper, the quality of the sound of our voice changes and it can uplift and change the hearts of person and give them spiritual experience. That's the empowerment that's required to spread Krishna consciousness to others. Hare Krishna. Not bad. Exactly 8 o'clock. I'd like to thank all of you, first of all, uh, for your patience. I know that I'm not as steady as I was before I started having these physical difficulties, but uh, I'm still here uh, for the long haul, and I promise you I'm doing the needful to become able to do again every day without missing any days. But I think I've done half this month already. So, yeah, it could be worse. We thank you so much for your loyal hearing and your wonderful reflections. I think we have some coming, some more reflections coming. Just a second. This is from Rati again. Yes, Rati. She says, yes, Guru Maharaj, just like that story you sometimes tell, that you heard one of your former heroes, who people of that time thought was so cool because he spoke so intelligently, that nobody could understand him. Yes. But then when you became a devotee, you realized that he was actually drunk and was speaking incomprehensible nonsense. No, I, it wasn't exactly like that. I wasn't a devotee when I went to hear him speak, and I couldn't understand what he was saying, so he invited us to go backstage and into the green room where they prepare and whatever. And during that time, I watched him take out a flask, and I watched him get soused right in front of us and then I understood the guy was a pretender he actually had no idea what he was talking about so there, there's cheated and the cheaters cheaters and the cheated because people want to be cheated they get 
cheater, that the cheaters are there to cheat them. Just like our dear Bart, uh, Jad Bart, he got protected by Kali. Cheaters and the cheated. Hare Krishna. All right, thank you very much for your patience. Uh, I'm trying my best to be here as many nights as I can. Srimad uh, Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, Krishna willing. And we'll hear more about the glorious character and activities of Jad Bharat and how he twisted Rahugana into a pretzel and then made, made him appear devotee.